You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. One of the main reasons we self-sabotage is because we have a desire for instant gratification. In this episode, we're going to talk about why it's important to have a long-term focus when making decisions and how to stop self-sabotaging. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, because we know y'all tuning in the first day that this drops. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, as always. We appreciate it. Um, how you been doing, Carly? Man, I've been pretty good. Um, real chill, real peaceful, um, getting a lot of rest, which is new and lovely. Um, I think it's also a facet of it getting dark at 3 p.m. <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah, let's hold up. Let's put a, a flag right there real quick, because... <laughs> why is everything so different um this fourth quarter like when it starts getting dark at like four o'clock that's so crazy like your brain literally turns off at a certain point of the day yeah i think <laughs> and we were, were like working on the episode yesterday it had to be like five right. five o'clock and we were both like yawning <laughs> it's dark as hell outside like man but um so i'm good i'm getting more rest um yeah. I feel like I'm finally overcoming. I don't know. There was just a moment where I didn't really want to be around people like mm-hmm. at all, like not even kicking it. Nothing. I think I'm starting to like get past that a little bit because I'm like, oh, I want to go do stuff or see people. And I'm like, oh, that's new. So I'm trying to like ease back into that. How you been doing? Been doing pretty good. Um, I think that's important, though. Like you just listen to yourself. Sometimes you want to hang out. Sometimes you need to just chill. So I think we all kind of go through like those different types of phases and right now, it's definitely feeling real hibernation-y time. Um, I have, I've been feeling super, super, like, tired lately. But I just started training again in the, in the mornings. And then also, I added a 7 a.m. call to my calendar every day. So it's, like, trying to make myself have to at least make sure I'm getting started earlier since I know come 2, 3 o'clock, it's, like, mm, it's kind of over for me. Um, and so I can get that rest in the evening. So... Um, I just been super tired, but I've been doing pretty good. Um, realizing I don't eat any vegetables, so trying to <laughs> trying to fix that. Um, because I think that's why I'm tired. Because once I started working out again, it's like also I don't think I'm eating right. Which to be clear, I eat very well. So like I eat a lot of good like foods and like I just go, literally go out for every meal. But I'm not eating enough of. I like, say you're probably not eating enough. Yeah, no, I'm not eating enough literal nutrients. Like if mm-hmm. I. I would be embarrassed if I read the list, but I track, you know, like kind of just what I was eating so I could just see what's going on. I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. But they don't look at it like, uh, you know, sometimes like double, double for breakfast or like I had like lamb, like four days out of the week. I had like birria tacos two days, like every day I'm having like it goes from like burger, oysters, uh, fish taco, lamb chops, like all these things in a day. So it's just like too much going on, but not enough of like actually broccoli or like anything that was green so working on that yeah and especially around this time of year it's important to make sure your nutrition is high because seasonal mm-hmm. depression all these things really affect our moods and mm-hmm. as much as like people are like oh my god stop beating a dead horse or whatever about like eat your vegetables and all that like that yeah. really actually does help your mental and, yeah. and your physical body like perform as well yeah i just went ahead and ordered a, um a pack of juices like a seven day where um, you can eat your one meal, but then just juice. And it's not necessarily like to be a diet, but I just need, I'm just not taking in enough nutrients. So I'm going to try to make sure I have like one better meal or a decent meal that's like more balanced. Um, and then try to juice a little bit more so I can get my vitamins up. 
Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear how that goes. Um, yeah, and it's hard, I think, especially now, because when it's cold outside, I don't want salad, you know, mm. or, like, other things. It's like, how can I do. we? Like, the most vegetables I would have is, like, chipotle bowl, but also it's, like, you know, that's all rice. Or, like, I eat so much pasta, and it's just, like, you know, it's just kind of empty. So I think uh, tracking and being aware of that stuff makes sense because I really have um, a longer-term goal to just, like, tighten back up. I feel like over the last year, I think as a um, – a mix between like my age and, and getting older, metabolism starting to slow down, being much less active, um, eating much more. I think too, like I think I'm probably just literally eating way more. Um, then I'm like, oh man, now I can't fit some of my clothes. So it's like I need to also know my body changes quickly. But it's like, all right, what decisions do I need to actually make to zip back into shape in the way that I want to be? Um, just because I think. You don't really feel out of shape, but like, you know, when you like look at yourself, and you're like, oh, this needs to be a little tighter. You know, it's just like, it's not doing what it needs to do. So my focus right now is not self-sabotaging <laughs> my diet um, or what I'm eating or myself with like having these body goals. Because it don't make sense to be paying this guy every other day for training and I'm just coming home and eating trash or not being active on my own or doing anything else. So. And I think that's a perfect unintentional segue. Maybe you were intentional about it, but I wasn't when we were just talking um, into self-sabotage. So um, this episode is really focusing on the little decisions that we make every day um, for instant gratification that actually set us back. And we're going to examine some of those. But it started really big picture because I'm reading a book called The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist or Weist. Um, and it talks about self-sabotage, um, very big lofty things like, oh, you're, you know, getting in these relationships, you know, aren't going to work for you or, you know, you're not believing in yourself. So you're playing small. Um, but what it really comes down to is our daily decisions. And so self-sabotage, like the definition of it is when you undermine your own goals and values. With that title, the mountain is you, is that is her thing that she's trying to say is that like basically you're the one in your own way? Yep. Mm, yeah. And which we always are, right? Which, I don't know, it's so interesting how how our brains even work to really want a thing, but then you don't actually want to do, you know, the stuff to get to it. Are we, we like to have like very quick, like what are three ways I can, you know, lose 10 pounds real quick or, um, you know, four steps to be more productive or like whatever, right? Like we want these quick microwave results, but we have these goals, but I wonder what it is. Like, what's the disconnect? Why we wouldn't, why it wouldn't be just easy to just, you know, eat better or do, you know, go to sleep early or whatever. Um, I think that there's a mix of things, but our brains actually um, are scared of change um, because they are so used to us doing things in a certain way. If you're always ordering food, if whatever you're doing, that it's harder for them. Like they feel safer because they know, you know, the emotions we get, like when we eat that bad food or whenever we do stay up to watch Netflix or whatever. And so they try to keep us in those patterns. So sometimes it feels like, oh, it's just a lack of willpower. Why I can't do these things. But in reality, you're actually rewriting those neural pathways so it goes a little bit deeper so it's not always like oh it can just be a decision it's like no you're actually rewriting these neural pathways of things we've been doing for mm -hmm. so many years we kind of mentioned that before uh, with what's that man uh joe Dispenza's book i believe he talks about that mm -hmm. but also i feel like there's a lot of things we do like if i light up and i want to smoke a j or something it's like i might feel like oh man i shouldn't do that just now like i haven't no i have a meeting in a minute or 
Like I eat too, I'm eating too much right now. I'm like, oh man, my stomach right now. Like, I feel like you also can feel those negative effects sometimes as you're doing a thing or making a choice or like, have you ever been watching Netflix and you're like, damn, I should be doing this. And you kind of don't, it's like you enjoy it, but you kind of don't enjoy it at the same time also. Um, so it's all just very curious to me. It's like, I guess you're choosing one thing over the other. Um, but do you think it's intentional? I think sometimes it can be. I think, um, for example, you know you got work to do, but then you choose, like, F it. I, I can do the work. I can get it done tomorrow. And so you're mm-hmm. putting yourself in this place where you know you're going to be stressed out tomorrow because you wanted to go relax and hang out with your friends today. Like, that is a very real thing. I've definitely done that before. Like, oh, I'm not going to do no work today so I can just relax. Mm-hmm. But then you know tomorrow you're going to be stressed out. So I think sometimes we consciously choose these things that go against, like, our bigger goals and vision um, just for the satisfaction in the moment. And I think sometimes it's not as intentional. Mm-hmm. In what way? How is it not intentional? Um, like that's when you're just like, I'm just stuck in a habit, or I'm just moving on automatic, maybe. Well, there. When I was like researching it, they kind of had an example, and it's like, okay, this is like a, a big example. But people with a strong fear of failure in their jobs um, often develop unconscious habits of like doing sloppy work or not putting their full self into an assignment because they feel like they're going to fail anyway. So it's like they don't want to validate it themselves. Mm -hmm. So those are the more unconscious, like deep-seated things that you're not realizing. Okay, yeah, I get that. Um, Where it's kind of like you don't even really believe something anyway, so you you act in accordance to that and you kind of make it happen and it's like perpetual cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. How do you even get out of that? (laughs) So what, what is the... As we get started talking about self-sabotage, like what is the awareness that we have to kind of put into place? Um, I think it's looking at your pattern. So the definition of self-sabotage is a pattern. It is something that you habitually do or that has been happening, you know, in cycles in your life. It's not like you're always on and then the one day you choose to go hang out with your friends and not work. That's not necessarily self-sabotage but if you're always putting things in front of your work if you're always choosing stuff or putting yourself in a situation where you're going to be late where you're going to have to explain yourself where you're not showing Mm -hmm. up for yourself then it becomes an issue and so Mm -hmm. I think it takes a moment to like look at your patterns and Mm -hmm. notice like are you always late or are you you know always waiting till the last minute to turn in anything yeah but with every every day you know we're just making decisions and essentially and let me know if you agree or not agree with that essentially every decision you make whether it's um what time I'm waking up if I'm gonna eat breakfast or not what I eat what I put on how I do it like everything is either gonna be for your movement forward or not good for you right Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should necessarily say negative or positive but you get what I'm saying like every decision you make is you know all right that determines where we're at and so is it right though that any decision and every decision you're making that isn't for your best interest is self-sabotage? Is it technically? I mean, I I guess technically by that definition, yes, because I don't, like I'm with that, I don't believe that there are any neutral decisions. It either helps you or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so technically... Or it's like, what does it help you for? Because perhaps, so for example, I'm sorry to cut you off, but for example, like, let's say um, you are, you need more rest, like, you're so exhausted or tired or feeling burnt out. Um, but also, okay, in the morning now, it's like hitting snooze. Like, oh, man, should I hit the snooze? Do I need to rest some more? Um, but now is that, you know, going to make me tight up on my day? Um, 
and like which thing is worse i guess is what i'm thinking like how to what is self the self-sabotage like well i think it's hard to get up on time and pop up out of bed if you don't have enough rest. And so I think the decision to stay up late, even though you know you have to get up early to go to the gym, mm-hmm. to go, and you know that you don't have any other time tomorrow to work out. So you need to get up early so you can go to the gym, so you can be back for your meetings. Like the thing that inhibits the rest of that, I think, is the self-sabotage. So if you're consistently staying up late on Netflix or on TikTok or on whatever you're on, you know, knowing that you could be reading a book, hanging out, doing whatever, mm. but knowing that you need to go to sleep at a certain time in order to show up as your best self, like that is self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I think I'm thinking more like which goal is the one that's the most important to honor? Like, is it self-sabotage to not get your rest or is it the self-sabotage to wake up late or like cancel your first meeting or whatever? And I think you have to be very aware of perhaps your own, values your your what those long-term goals are that are most important to you um and to your point though of course backtracking also so it's like all right the real thing is like how do I get to a point where I'm not burnt out or where I'm not you know tired in the morning or whatever so there's lots of work like to be done all between it um but I think you do have to be very aware of what's important to you um and what those goals are if I say okay let me analyze where am I self-sabotaging mm-hmm Absolutely. And so, for example, here's another scenario there. Let's say that, you know, you're working this job because you got to pay bills. And so, you you know, you got to be there at seven o'clock in the morning. But your real passion is writing like screenplay writing and you stay up every night, you know, writing because you're trying to finish this draft. I don't think that that's self-sabotage, you know, staying up late to write on that draft to go to this job that you don't like in the morning because you're actually your value is to get to that next career move. Mm -hmm. And so you're putting your whole heart into that and saying, you know, F whatever else comes along with it. Mm -hmm. But if it's like doing things that don't align, I think that's the part you have to recognize. Like you said, being aware of your goals and your vision for your life and like what you want and recognizing what decisions don't align with that Mm -hmm. consistently. So self-sabotage really feels like it could be so many things, like so many things in your life that you're doing. Um, And we're going to kind of focus in a little bit more with this episode on some of those things that are just like, hey, I'm making a choice for like an instant gratification or I'm thinking short term versus long term. Um, Because really, like I said, if I think if you track through the day your decisions, um, which may be a good way to not be in automatic mode and maybe you'll make you know, maybe you'll think a little bit more about long-term versus what you want right this second. Um, But some examples of the types of self-sabotage we're talking about is like, if you're a person who's always late. um, So that's something that I always do is, and I'm not necessarily always late, but what I always do is like negotiate with myself about like, man, I only need 30 minutes to like get ready. And then like my alarm goes in the morning. I'm like, "Mm, all right, I need to do this, this. All right. I really just need like 22 minutes so I can like Lay down a little bit more. And, like, you know, like, you keep kind of, like, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And it's like, well, I already put my clothes out, so I really could just, at 15 minutes, like, really, I could just pop up. And then it's like, why are you pressing it like that? But, like, that is a form of self-sabotage. If you're that person who's always late or you're always, like, negotiating with yourself or just never giving yourself enough time to get to a place, um, and you kind of take that on as your identity. Mm, Oh, my God, yeah. I I definitely am that person. I'm always negotiating with myself, and it always makes me think about this uh, interview that Tony Robbins gives. I'm sure he talks about it a lot, but he talks about, he's like, I don't negotiate with myself. Like, he sits down, he sets goals, and he was like, I don't negotiate with myself. He's like the person in my mind, you know, that tries to get me to sleep in or tries to get me to skip this workout or not, you know, be on top of my shit. He's like, I don't 
freaking negotiate with that person. Like, F them. This is my goal. Like, I have to do this, whatever. And I'm, you know, working towards that willpower and getting there. But I definitely always wait to the last minute. And I think, like, not even just, like, lateness, but any time you're waiting till the last minute to do anything. So, for example, I'm going to get gas in the morning. How many of you have ever lied to yourself about that? And then be mad. Because then the <laughs> next morning you can't negotiate because, like, damn, I do got to stop too. <laughs> and it's like I think anything that that stresses you out like you're adding extra stress into your life like anything that keeps you from being your like best rested peaceful like in alignment self like and I I do that too it's like oh man why do I wait to charge my phone until my phone is on two percent like come on doc like you you have a charger right there like why 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 put myself in these situations where you know I'm gonna set myself up for failure later Mm -hmm. yeah Um, Another example that we've kind of been talking about is poor eating habits. So, you know, if you know that you just work to, oh, man, now all of a sudden I'm hungry or like you're just not planning that appropriately. um, Just now I got to order something or now I'm just going to run over across the street to In-N-Out or whatever it might be. um, Thinking about that, like, why am I making that quick decision instead of being planned out for what I need to be doing. Um, If that's one of your goals is to eat better, take care of your body. Yeah. And I think uh, one of my mentors used to tease me and um, some of my friends about being the microwave generation. So millennials are like the microwave generation, anything we want, we can kind of get in that moment. And so that kind of sets us up for failure because it's like, man, I could go to the grocery store on Sunday and get all this stuff to cook. And I could set myself up for a win, but I know that I have that fallback plan just in case. And so we kind of start negotiating with ourselves. And at the end of the day, you have a lot less willpower than you do at the beginning of the day. The same thing with the week. And by then you're just like, man, F it. And then you're on Uber Eats, you know, spending $40 for a hamburger. Man. Yeah. $30 <laughs> for a Cinnabon <laughs> Wallen. Um, yeah. And, and then the fact that like, I'll do that and not care either. I'm like, well, it's the price I'm paying for this right now. Convenience. Um, but it is wild. Like I really have gotten to a point where I just don't even want to go to the store. The store's not even far away, but like, I realize that I just have to be more planned. Like personally, I have to be more planned for what I'm going to do because I also will have a decision fatigue through the day. And mm-hmm. it's like, all right, if I just maybe plan at the beginning of the week, what my meals are going to be, if I bought the groceries for like at least a couple that I know I'm going to cook or something. Um, but if I don't have any plan or like, what's the name? Like Richard Williams. If you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail and I'll be failing. So Uber Eats shout you out though. Man, but even, like, this week, I actually did meal prep. And I'm a person, like, I used to have a meal prepping business in Dallas. People used to pay mm-hmm. me to meal prep on Sundays. I, I would buy the too. food. I'd be I, bored now. Dog, that. that's what I was about to say. It's so like, all right, I, actually, I like eating food now. I bought the stuff, and I can cook, and I love, my food was delicious, but I didn't want it. Like, the next day, I was looking at my leftovers like, nah. Yeah, I don't even want that, yeah. And so it's like, how can I plan to set myself up to win with that stuff? So it's like mm-hmm. these everyday decisions. And like, like you said, it's like decision fatigue. You start to lose willpower at the end of the day you start to get tired sometimes you go to bed and don't eat just because you don't want to wash dishes and like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like why do we do this to ourselves like why do we make these you know decisions whenever we know better mm-hmm. I think um maybe this episode should really be tighter or like it's almost like it's about like don't negotiate with yourself or like not to negotiate with yourself or to stop negotiating with yourself um because with all of these things they, these are the type of small things that I think when we do them, we kind of, we know, but we're just, we're making that decision or we're like, oh, all right. And I wonder if um, 
some of the ideas that we have here about like how to not self-sabotage with these types of things, if that would be relevant for that, like how to not, how to be more firm with yourself, because I wonder how our interpersonal relationships with other people would be if we were saying no more firmly or yes, more firmly to ourselves. I wonder if that kind of makes it where we have better and healthier relationships outside of us as well. Um, just thinking about that. Like, I wonder if, if you're a person who, uh, and, and really, I guess this is also about like crossing your own boundaries. I guess if you're a person who like doesn't really listen to your own self really, um, or can't be focused on the things you say that you want, I wonder if that makes you more of like that kind of free for all person with other people also. And, you know, I wonder what the correlations are there. Oh, I think, I think it is just like you teach people how to love you and, and how you treat yourself is often how other people treat you. Not saying you're responsible when there are abusive people. So don't think that's what that mm -hmm. is. But like, if I'm always like, oh, it doesn't matter. We can do whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever. But you know, that person that's like, nah, I don't eat that. Or, you know, mm -hmm. I don't do that. Or I don't, I gotta go, I gotta be a bed at nine. We all have a friend who is like, nope, nothing, nothing is and going you to change. respecting them too. Yeah, you respect the hell out of them. So it's like, why don't we respect ourselves like that? And then to your point, then it kind of reverberates out into the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about things like, all right, hitting the snooze button, being late to stuff, not eating what you say you're going to eat, being a procrastinator with your work, things like that. Um, there's definitely some ways that we can reframe so that we can start to, I guess, place more importance on the things that we say are important, like with ourselves. Um, so how do we get over this kind of self-sabotaging and needing that instant gratification um, to be more long-term focused with your decision-making. Like, what do you think that entails? I think it entails starting with yourself. So self-awareness, like knowing, like clarifying your values, like what is it that you really want? And then being firm with yourself, like your thoughts, your actions, your values, your goals, everything needs to be aligned with that. So I've really been working to, you know, get healthier and take care of myself, not for an aesthetic, but just because I'm trying to live a little while. I got some stuff to do while I'm here. I want to feel good while I do it. I'm tired of being exhausted. And so I need to do whatever it takes to, you know, keep myself my in my best shape, you know, my most well-rested self. So what does that look like? Okay, so once I clarify that, it's a little bit easier to see what falls online and what doesn't. So if I'm doing that, like, should I stay up, you know, till 2 a.m. watching Netflix, knowing I got to work out at 6? No. Okay, so that's off the table. So maybe... I set a rule for myself at 10 to go to bed every night because I know I have to be up at six. So it starts with you getting clear on whatever it is that you want and that you need for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then I would say also next is being clear on what you are doing um, now. So whether that's mental and like knowing your thinking patterns, but also to the examples even you just used, just tracking your sleep. Um, and now our apps kind of do it for us. Actually, if you go in there and look, sometimes it's not all the way accurate, I don't think, but, um, start writing down like what time you went to bed each evening or how many hours of sleep you got. Start tracking your meals. Like that's what I did because I'm feeling like, you know, somebody asked me, Oh, how do you eat though? And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, you know, I think I eat well. And then I tracked it and was like, God dang. Um, tracking. I, I remember I used to track my spending, like with budgeting just to see like, oh, I'm spending a lot of money on this or that. Uber Eats basically was. Um, so understand what your actual patterns are also and then kind of put that against what those goals and values are. And I really encourage you to pick one goal or whatever you're really focused on and then write down your patterns because you think you know, but you really don't. 
I'm mm-hmm. telling you, if you think you're great at time management, but you always feel like you don't have enough time, write down how you're spending it. Then you start to notice those quick scrolls on Instagram or on Twitter, like actually be taking up a lot more time than you thought that you are, you know, consuming like, oh, I think I eat pretty well. But then you forgot that there's cookies in the break room and you always have a cookie mm-hmm. every time you go mm-hmm. for a break. And so you start to forget all those little things. Mm-hmm. I think another important piece is like, so once you have this goal, you start to track back from it. You start with the end in mind and that's how you frame your decisions. Like, I think that that's big when you're thinking about like, okay, if this is my ultimate goal, then how do I actually get there? And that allows you to anticipate like obstacles that could come up and to plan for those so that you're um, more fortified in in what you're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. That makes me think of uh, Richard Williams, too, just because I just watched King Richard yesterday, um, the movie about Serena and Venus and their dad and how he very clearly like throughout the whole movie is like I have a plan like I've been had a plan since y'all were born and like really having all the things mapped out to where no matter what came up or popped up he knew exactly like how he wanted to navigate it because he knew exactly where he wanted to get to with it um and I think that clarity really helps like with business my example would be like no I'm not you know doing well on my sales or I'm not even performing as well when I wasn't very clear about like you know, what do we stand for? What, you know, all those little things like vision statements and your branding and things that we think like, okay, I don't know if it's that important, but it is because the tighter we make like the parameters of our business, our company, the more clear it is for you to talk about it, to sell it, to do what you're supposed to be doing, et cetera. And so that clarity is really, really helpful for you to, I don't know, be more focused and like actually kind of be clear on what you're doing. Yeah. And that, like, I think we, and by we, me, sometimes like we can lie to ourselves. It's like, oh, you know, I want to be healthier, but that's real general. And that leaves a lot of wiggle room for whatever that looks like. And so you can, we're, we're smart enough to lie to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, it's cool to do this. Oh, I don't have to work. It's just like, no, what, what are your goals? Get clear. So setting your clear vision and then starting to work back from that. And then also not even just the what, but the why, like, oh, I want to be healthier, healthier. How, like, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? And then why, like, and it's okay for like, like for me, I want to, I just want to look more toned and more tighter. Sure. I want to live longer, but like, really, I, I want to look incredible. So like understanding also why it's important to you. So you can remember and like, you know, focus on that part. That's what helps you like stick to kind of being clear to those decisions. Yeah. Cause the why is like, that's really what matters. And anytime, like if you feel like you've been working towards something and you just haven't seen any progress, check out if you really want to do it. And if it's really something that you're interested in or just some, something you think you should be doing, because that could also be a reason why you're not seeing the results. Um, I think it's also important to take one day at a time <laughs> um, with working out, with eating well, with getting up early, whatever your thing is. Like you have to learn to celebrate one step in one day at a time because it can be overwhelming to try to focus on the end goal every single day like oh man I'm so far from this oh this workout I'm not seeing any results it's like no but you went and worked out today you feel good about that like celebrate that Mm -hmm. and during that time that you're paying attention to your own habits and your own um the actions you're taking the words you're saying etc also think about like what void is that self-sabotage filling so if instead of doing work it's like man I just gotta stop and watch Netflix maybe the issue really is like that you're just burnt out right now or Um, that you do need a mental break, you do need more rest, whatever it may be. Um, So kind of understanding what that is and or um, you're scrolling Instagram for 45 minutes. 
it's like, all right, what do I need? Maybe not, I need to feel some kind of way right now. Um, maybe I want to feel desired or I want to feel connected to people, whatever it might be. And then think about other ways that you can maybe incorporate that into your life, whether you schedule more time with friends or call somebody or whatever. Um, going back to the other thing, getting more rest, whatever that might be. But pay attention to what that what it's filling and also now compare that to like what that actual goal that you wanted is so that, all right, which one is kind of most important for you to be focused on? Yeah, because we don't do things for no reason. Like even if you think that you're scrolling, you know, for no reason, no, it's like you're looking for validation, confirmation, connection. You're avoiding feeling difficult emotions in the moment. Like there's a reason why we have all of the habits that we do and it takes a moment to pause to figure out what that is so that you can then like feel that connection in a healthier way. And starting to implement those um, one at a time. In that same vein, we have to challenge ourselves to be more comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. Because as we begin to change our habits, our brain and our emotions are going to be hella uncomfortable. Like uh, as we change those neural pathways and start to, you know, reframe things, you're going to be uncomfortable. And that's going to make you want to lean into your unhealthy habits even more. So it's just like being mindful with yourself and staying present in that moment. I think that one's really important because that makes me think about things like, um, for example, when you're going to think about like, okay, what am I about to eat? And you're dealing with the ideas of like how you feel about yourself as you're like looking through what you want to order and or um, paying more attention to whether what that void might be that's getting filled. Like it is uncomfortable when you see like you feel some kind of way, but like you want to make that quick decision or the this the decision that's more gratifying in the moment. Um, if you really could identify in that time, like what's going on with you, um, that is very uncomfortable, I would say. Um, when you're then choosing like something quick to kind of, it's like you're choosing the Band-Aid real fast to like get me out of this thought right now instead of kind of like really letting yourself feel it um, and let that guide you or inform you of, all right, for the longer term, like, what do I want to be doing? Mm -hmm. And I think um, a good practice is to try to do the opposite. So when you notice, like, oh, man, I could just stop and get this cookie. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. or not. How about you get fruit? Or And I know we're harping on the, like, health examples, but I think sometimes it's the easiest to think about, like, quick things mm -hmm. like that. Because I definitely got a cookie spot that I love. It's called Zooey's out here. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Dre for posting about it on Twitter. I tried it, and it was fire. But – Thinking about those moments like, oh, I'm about to scroll on Instagram. How about not? How about you just? No, how about not? <laughs> how about not? Just try to do the opposite of those things. Yeah. Like you're, you're like snap reactions to things. Try just doing the opposite for a little bit and mm -hmm. notice what comes up. Like notice how you feel when you're standing in line, not scrolling on your phone. Yeah, that's a really good one too. And like you could really do that for a day where it's like your first thought, like do the opposite thing. I was doing this um, and it was very helpful with like relationship type stuff where it's like, you want to the first comment you want to say or um, just just with a lot of things, mostly about like speaking up about stuff. Or if I didn't want to say something or I want to say something, whatever, like do the opposite, because most of the time, like I don't want to talk about a thing or, you know, whatever. Um, and when you did the opposite, it's like it really like just challenges you to like go a whole different direction. Like you're always doing the same thing the same ways and just to do the opposite at least opens you up to seeing like oh maybe if I just said this thing like oh it's actually not that bad or you know you just see how there's a positive behind doing something a different way um, so that's definitely a great idea 
And then that gives you evidence that you don't always have yeah. to do those things. It's like, yeah. oh, wait, I didn't speak up and, and go off about this thing and we're OK. Like, yeah. We handled it in a healthy manner. Like, oh, wow, maybe I can start to change this pattern now that I yeah. recognize that it doesn't always have to be like that. Yeah. Or like the other day going out to eat. Now that I was recognizing like what my eating was, and I was like, well, and when I could choose a side, let me get this broccolini or, you know, <laughs> let me get the arugula. So it's like, all right, I need to get a vegetable. So like I can just be, you know, make more conscious decisions decisions and know like uh, this looks good but let me try the opposite let me do something different um to try to see some different results yeah and um as always being kind to yourself through this because it's not easy anytime you're trying to change something you've been doing that's been a pattern for 20 30 years in your mm -hmm. life like it's not easy so how can you practice self-care in that moment and be kind to yourself and give yourself space to mess up but also to get back on track yeah, and try having, like, an accountability buddy or even in your journal or whatever. Um, I use my notes and just, you know, if there's something I'm kind of focusing on, which obviously right now is kind of like food and just paying attention to that, then I'm tracking it. So um, it's helpful also if you can talk to somebody, have a support, or support yourself with just writing things down and, you know, think, oh, okay, I see what happened here. I could do better or I did good. You know, at least I had that arugula one day this week. Um you know, and just pat yourself on the back for those small incremental steps forward. And I'm always about positive things, um, but this is something that psychologists use, and I'm going to shout out Tony Robbins again because um, it was very impactful. But think about the cost, like what you will lose if you don't start making these changes, whatever it is. So if you don't start working on sales for your business, if you don't start you know, being on time to things, if you don't start eating healthier, or if you don't start working out, like what – will you lose like or fail to gain if you keep on going how you're going um and he did this whole thing it's called the dickens theory so thinking about like charles dickens like you know the ghost of christmas past it's like think about yourself when you're 80 if you don't change any of your decisions like what will you have lost like really like you know if it's your health your business your opportunity you know feeling like you didn't live up to your potential whatever it is like and working backwards from there so it's like what is the cost of you not changing any of your actions right now? But I think sometimes we are thinking is so limited that it's hard to even really even imagine that sometimes. But maybe that's also easier than, like, oh, what could I gain? Because we also limit ourselves on, like, what we think is possible to happen. Um, but I like thinking about, like, what is possible with, like, with that goal. Like, if I – what do I really want, like, for real? And then, like, okay, really seeing those things as possible – and knowing that everything I do needs to just make sense to go towards that. Um, because even if it didn't happen, you're going to be doing way better than, you know, if you're just not moving that direction at all. I think it's a great imaginative exercise. I'm always on the side of what can happen and what, you know, is possible and all of that. But I think sometimes um, some people are more fear, like motivated by what they will lose or, mm -hmm. or that. Um, so depending on how you're motivated, I challenge you to do both look on both sides of the spectrum, just because as long, even though I'm leaning more towards what the possibility is, like it actually was impactful to look at like what I could lose or what I could fail to achieve if I keep going in the way that I was going. Um, so try that. Think about, you know, when you're 80, if you don't change any of your decisions um, and you lean into the unhealthy ones you have right now or the ones that are self-sabotaging, like what that would look like. Mm -hmm. okay. um, do we have a shout out? We do. do. Um, so 
this week is Thanksgiving, so happy mm. Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah, Indigenous People say, Days. Yeah. But um, on Saturday, it's Small Business Saturday, and if you're in Los Angeles, there are two markets that I know about that are highlighting black and brown um, women-owned businesses uh, in the community. So one is at Crenshaw Mall. I'll find the link and I'll link it. And then the other one is at Thrive Health Lab. I'll be there. So if you want some whole butters, come see me. Um, but I'll link both of them. And I'm sure there are plenty other ones. So hit us up. Let us know and we'll share that on all of our social media so you can go support local black and brown owned businesses in your community. Yeah, that is important. And we hope you have a great Thanksgiving this week, whether you're with friends, family, chilling by yourself, getting some rest. Um, at least you should have a couple of days off work. I, I think I we still get. I, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me um and this week's question of the week carly where in your life could you you have a little more imagination Ooh, mm. interesting um where in my life could i have a little bit oh i don't know i feel like i'm pretty imaginative maybe um and by that i mean like where where is it like in your mind, like things are concrete, but it's like you're not open. You could open up more mm. to like random other possibilities of things. Um, I guess just in in things that I want to do and want to accomplish in my life. In general. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me think. Um, Where in my life I could have more imagination. Vegetables. Probably. Yeah, actually. Probably with... um meals and meal prepping and cooking uh i don't know i eat a lot of random things though so i'm like i'm pretty open to stuff um what else and i think i'm trying what i'm trying to think of is like uh spaces where i have an outcome in mind or like i'm already kind of trying to control it to mm -hmm. go to a certain thing but it could be something else um i don't know maybe with also with like uh, talking more to like random people and just getting out a little more. Yeah, so I was like getting out could definitely be a thing for mm -hmm. me. Because I have a lot, of, but I have a lot of cool friend days in my head. Um, I have a whole note of like shit that mm -hmm. I want to do, like um, and take random people. And I just be wanting to sit at home because I'd be tired. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I have this note, but all I've been doing is sitting at home. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to find a balance in that. So where can you be more imaginative in your life? Be open to more possibilities. Hit us at Carly's Couch. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And think this week about where you might be self-sabotaging and let us know if there's anything that you're setting as far as like a goal to try working on, do the opposite, etc. And best of luck. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>